0: Yeah, welcome to another session of Everyday Dances. I'm just here with Jazzy Dre, Andre. Um, yeah, he's down in Melbourne um, while I'm in Sydney in this COVID lockdown. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thanks for making me? it here, Dre. Finally. <laughs> yeah, we've been <laughs> meaning to chat for ages. Yeah, so yeah. Thanks, thanks for making it.
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me, yeah. Um, yeah, too bad on the current climate at the moment, but, you know, like uh, we discussed before, we're trying to do what we can to uh, keep the dream alive, um, keep our practice, you know, our dance, I'll dance mine in tune. Yeah. Um,
0: d- yeah, definitely. You know, like, yeah, it's just great to hear that you're starting to get, um, I know, like we've, I guess we go about way back a bit with our dance and it's, yeah, just good to hear you kind of, yeah, just being, I don't know, being a constant, you know, like person who's like, a C, you know, posting a lot of content and yeah, having a no- lot of knowledge and like having an impact on the community. Um,
1: yeah. Maybe that t- you mentioned that, mentioned that I think we would have met each other, what, 2000, maybe around 2003 or something like that. Yeah. But something like that, <laughs> I reckon. One of, I can remember dance school at Jackson on George, dance school six or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's good, like you know that's like what eight eighteen no I can't, I can't count what, what's that fifteen years?
2: Yeah, um, I don't something, something
1: like, like that. Like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to follow both our dance journey, you know, like obviously, when we first started, we didn't know much, um, we just inclined to um to do what we saw at that at the time and um but since then you know we've obviously um we've grown and done different things and um yeah um matured as a dancer as well um developed um yeah hence now we got a lot to talk about
0: yeah yeah definitely like I'm really excited for this episode actually do you want to maybe give like a a little snapshot of like of yeah of like how you describe yourself as a as a dancer and your background and
1: um, yeah, something that I've been thinking about for a long time, and when you try to explain to people, it's never easy. But I think the easiest thing for me is to go back as a kid. You know, like one of my friend Lama Rock, asked me, you know, oh, did you have families dancing around you? I'm like, not really, not not in the household, but growing up, it's um, it's always the um, the, the weddings, you know, like the the dancing. At, at the weddings, that's what I enjoy the most. Mm. Um, getting busy, being that being that sweaty kid in the middle of the dance floor in like <laughs> in the weddings, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously with Michael Jackson, um, you know, uh, he inspired a lot of people. Um, and also seeing all the video clips in the 90s and 2000s, and starting to meet um, people in different events like like yourself in dance school, and and over the years just You know, like I discovered that I enjoy dancing, going out, listening to music. And um, I always wanted to know, um, the best way to explain myself is I always wanted to know um, the guys that taught Michael Jackson. So as a kid, they always say, um, oh, there's these people up the streets that taught Michael Jackson. Um, And throughout my dance journey, I'm lucky enough to actually meet them. Um, The group, the Electric Boogaloos, they're the guys. Um, behind Michael Jackson when he was doing Thriller and Beat It and they inspired a generation of dancers in the 90s, early 2000s with Popping and um, so they're my main inspiration, the Electric Boogaloos and obviously from that came uh, Locking as well Mm. Um, and then I I got into Locking a bit later then obviously dabble a bit in hip hop and house and, you know, just try to be a complete and versatile dancer and putting everything together, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I would say like I'm a funk stylist. Mm. My main, my main, uh, style is, uh, uh, popping boogaloo, uh, locking, uh, soul dance and hence I have my funk page. Um, Mm. You know, you can do all those styles, but if you don't respect where the culture comes from, it can be lost. So I try mm-hmm. to be as authentic as I can, um, even though I'm not born into the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I've felt I've done enough research to keep going and practice the culture um, um, with, with funk. You know, so everything came from the funk. Uh, um, uh, it's got to be funky, you know, whatever you're doing. That's, that's the style that we're doing. You know. <laughs> yeah I like that
0: that's really nice um and soul dance is, is soul dance like like you, what you describe as party dances or
1: um yeah it, it can be i guess soul dance came from soul music um you know so, uh, and soul music it's i think um it was soul music like was uh you know it was during the civil rights uh, black movement in the '60s 70s so it, it's kind of like kind of slow you know doing the two step you know, mm. um, yeah. there's like background background dances, like from the Supreme, <laughs> from the Temptation. That that's like soul dancing. You know, um, and I think it's good to learn all these different styles, mm. so you can combine it and put a bit of contrast in your dance. You know, to be to be versatile. Um, yeah, so uh, that's that's momenting. So, um, uh, popping, boogaloo, soul dance, and and locking
0: yeah it's um it's really
1: nice to hear and i think just
0: i guess that's how i met you you know like through i guess through the popping scene in sydney and then in melbourne and it's yeah it's always a real pleasure to kind of see you dance to see i don't know the way i think like you have a really nice like form and and the way that you're yeah you have like your own character in your dance and have such joy and love that i see that you're able like that you that's not only, like, in your dance when you're moving, but also, yeah, just, um, yeah, all the time, like, it seems to be, like, a, just a really big part of your life that you seem to be talking about it and really live live the culture, you know. Um,
1: I feel exactly the same way about you, my friend. <laughs> you're the only person that, you know, that you, you, you really bring that energy as well and that uh, dancing spirit, you know, like, and you, the way you express yourself is, um, I think it's very honest, and um that that inspires me to do the same thing because oh. <laughs> i feel I'm, I'm sometimes not honest. I could be like a very um uh what do you say very inward kind of kind of dance, so that's why I'm more inclined to like liking soul music you know because souls you keep that energy inside and then you express it out you know
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: whereas yourself, I think you're just like you're very pure you're very. You're very, um, uh, you really taking the moment, you know. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Well,
0: thanks, man. That's why I think it, I think that's why I guess we enjoy jamming so much, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, which is probably <laughs> most of you guys, but yeah, me and Dre, I think we met when we were out in a in a club, like in Sydney, and I think most of the times we've been dancing together since usually has been yeah in different clubs and just kind of meeting up and jamming and then like and then i guess our friendships evolved from that you know and then you know and then i guess meeting up you know after the jams or before the jams and and then um yeah it's evolved to us now both being dads (laughs) that's
1: right yeah and that's what that's what like i look forward to like you know you can go to like the dance school events or this competition and that battle or whatever you know Mm. but to me it 's actually kind of boring just to sit down it 's good to see everyone dance, but I look forward to like when everybody can start to like get up of their seat and congregate during those breaks and um, uh, you know just just mix it up a bit in a dance floor that 's what I enjoy the most just that raw energy and um, and it 's not really staged like a competition or anything just that raw energy but especially when we go out. Uh, just for music, when there's live music, um, there's nothing that's comparable to that, you know, that's, that's what we dance for, really, yeah. not, not, not really for the comms or um, to do gigs or things like that. Um, if you're a pure dancer, this is what we like to do, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really nice, like, I really feel that, I don't know, like... I don't know if I'm speaking for both of us, but I really feel, yeah, that like that we, um, yeah, like the connection, I guess, from like from social dance in a sense, like from having these different types of, yeah, like these different street dance styles, but then being able to social dance these with other people and connect with them, you know, and uh, yeah, I really see that with you and it's like, it's really cool. I mean, did you want to, I mean, what are some of maybe your favourite times um, being out and, and partying with others and dancing with others?
1: Um, yeah, have like a top top three or something. There's quite a bit, and um, it's hard to go through them because half of them I'm probably under the influence. <laughs> <laughs> That's alright. <laughs> um, yeah, it's you, all part of it, right? It's part of, yeah. part of the part the party scene, right? Um, it's fine. It's, this
0: is it's all welcome here.
1: Um, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint one. I guess uh, you know, like going to the to like to the clubs that has become an institution, you know, like say, for example, in Melbourne, it was section eight, you know, or, or the party after section eight or, um, back in Sydney, I guess my recollection is it was dance school meeting you, you know, as I said, during, during the breaks, during, um, uh, maybe the ones that I could remember was, um, yeah. Probably dance school because I captured some of that on like a a little handy cam back then. Yeah, I still have some footage, so it comes back to mind. But a lot of this stuff was never captured. That's the thing. A lot of all these like the amazing dancing that we do is hardly captured, and um, and I think that's the trick now is 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 to um is to be able to uh, how do we capture this or if not, does it remain organic mm. and never be seen again? You know <laughs> yeah and what are some
0: of the favorite uh, well i guess you're like yeah you live in melbourne now like what are some of your favorite places in in melbourne to go out or like oh now and in the past i guess
1: um i didn't men- mention section eight and section eight <clears throat> it's like a little institution that it's where a lot of the dancers meet mm. but for me i enjoy the most going to a place called the tough and that was after section eight <laughs> after 11 o'clock when all the dancers go home yeah. I go there because there's a music there's a music jam there um, yeah. where all musicians can come and play mm. um, and even vocalists singers you know they just sing you know and it's and by that time there's hardly any the dancers like actual actual dancers there you know yeah. and it's kind of like the top is kind of like dark and dingy sort of like a little jazz club yeah. um, and I really enjoy that space Um. Because you get to do, uh, you just get, get, get to do w- what you want. It's, it's, it's like, it's not hype, you know. Mm. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my own space. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I enjoy the most.
0: That sounds really nice.
1: And mm. obviously, lo- looking at local gigs, sometimes mm. there's a few local funk bands here that are really cool. Mm. Um, having, going to this one-off gigs. Um, there used to be a, another party at the Evelyn. Evelyn Hotel. Yeah. On Sundays. And same thing, a lot of musicians. um, And there's very little dancers that actually um, came out. Maybe only myself, or maybe Miyaka or uh, Tofu, you know. Um, Like, you know who the real dancers are because they come out to those gigs. Yeah.
0: Mm. That's cool. Yeah. And, I mean, could you say, like, yeah, like, you you've mentioned, I guess, a few people already. Um, yeah, like, who are some of the, the people, I guess, that you enjoy, like, yeah, that you, like, jam with or that you've, you know, I know that, like, um, you know, since moving to Melbourne, like, you, you know, you had a crew with, you know, Nomadic Funk with, you know, with, you know, three others. Just, yeah, I want to actually, yeah, maybe talk a little bit about, yeah, I guess, like, some of the people. You know that you yeah that that you've party with and that you like to vibe with, and then a little bit about like yeah your cruise and
2: yeah
1: um yeah, so I came to Melbourne in two thousand and five and then uh met a few people here, obviously um my crew members lenny Katsu bei Slama. um we had a we had a we had a a two year stint of us doing gigs around Melbourne. So that was around maybe 2007 to 2009 or 10, something like that. Um, after that, it kind of We just started, done our own thing, I guess, you know, and at the same time, we love going out. We love going out after the gigs. Um, and then obviously Melbourne is known for uh, the Fresh Sox guys, or um, the B-boys. Mm. Um, I'm friends with some of them. Um, and but the guys that I connected um the B boys that I connected with was um believe it or not the guys from New Zealand. Okay uh, the, yeah. fle- the flesh Maze crew. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know your mathematics mm. and Haga and all those guys and still living over here now, um Nathan Papuni, Nate. I don't know if you've met him before. He's uh I think so. Yeah. He's a B boy now, he's a musician as well now. So um and I guess the other crew that um, are really close to me is uh, Jigsaw Sneakers. Mm. Um, so they're like one of the first group, one of the first group to do the real hip hop in Melbourne. Mm. Um, and I connect well with them because I guess we have the same mindset. Um, and and obviously with, with yourself as well, the Style Biscuit family. <laughs> i in in Sydney. Um, <laughs> uh yeah and uh i guess yeah that's pretty much all the crew i could remember
2: and um uh,
0: and and was nomadic funk
1: like would you say it's it's like those
0: that don't know it's it's uh, like an all all funk style like crew or just a popping crew or yeah or, um
1: and and that's yeah that's the beauty of nomadic funk because a lot of us uh are very versatile in different. Areas to dance. Obviously, uh, the name Lama Rock is a big inspiration to a lot of people. He does all sorts of different styles um, very well. Um, and with Katsu in the group, he brought the house element as well. Mm. Um, learned a bit of house from him. Um, he was one of the first ones who brought house into Melbourne as well. Um, and Fairuz also had a like he's an old school hip-hop guy, you know, those Mm. guys are like, the old school hip-hop guys is like everything, you know, like graffiti, uh, like I mentioned to Adam, I got this uh, hoodie from him, he's like a turntablist DJ. Um, They done everything back then, you know. Um, So uh, it's good to be versatile, not just the one thing. I guess um, the reason why we don't... Uh, popping was um, we got inspired by the electric boogaloo and we've done some, um, some quite uh, crazy showcases that went for like 10, 15 minutes, um, which is quite long to do a showcase, a five-man showcase like that. Yeah. Um, I remember the rehearsals were epic and, um, and the performances that we had that I can remember were epic as well. Yeah. Um, we've we done, we done showcase, uh, from like small clubs mm. to as big as like um the uh, Sydney Music Mile Bowl and um the Brisbane River Stage with uh, Cat Empire like huge crowd of ten thousand people. <laughs> um, and we have done like small events as well um, here and there and 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 as as I said the, the most that I love the thing that I love the most is after the gig when we get to party because <laughs> yeah. during before the gig, you're thinking yeah. about the the show, like yeah, ten yeah. minutes. How am I going to remember all this?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and then after after it's all done, um, you know, you get you get people wiled up, and you can you can get loose after that. You know. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And and was it um, was Lenny the first person that you met from Nematic Funk? And
1: um, uh, it would have been Lama. Would have been from Lama. Yeah. Back in Sydney. Yeah. When I came to Melbourne, um, yes, I met Lenny. Um, then I met Bay then I met uh, and then Katsu came also from Sydney. Yeah. He was actually part of um Katsu performed with Soundbusters.
0: Oh. That's yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. He performed with Soundbusters with Masaki before he came down to Melbourne. So, yeah. um, so he was he was like into his hip hop back then. He had like big Afro and yeah. We, Baggy clouds and stuff, and um,
0: yeah. Um, and Soundbuses was the crew with in Sydney with the hip hop crew, right? With Satoshi and Masaki as well. Was that right, or it wasn't? Or was it just Masaki and um, Yeah,
1: it was. I think Masaki, uh, Siyoshi. Uh, uh, remember right. remember Azani? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, right.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: Uh, My, Michael and Sker. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if you remember Sker, like short japanese yeah i think guy. so with, that, with the frame um, yeah right. he was amazing like I yeah. was, when i saw him back then like these guys were ahead of their times. this is the guys that i was looking up to yeah. back then because me and you we, we we would have just started back then right and they, <laughs> yeah. and they already yeah. like right they already it. had very high level skill yeah you know, like ahead of their game like ahead of their time so um yeah um yeah so yeah there's like a lot of crews that also influence our growth you know um, and they had they had amazing showcases as well soundbusters um, I remember watching watching their gigs um, uh, running the gig circuit in Sydney they used to do a few gigs here and there and I used to just like uh, go to those gigs and see their showcases it was awesome
0: and did because I remember when you moved as well to Melbourne that like you kept on going on about this guy called Lenny you know and i remember like it was like and then meeting like like lenny finally and i was like oh it was like it was cool because and i remember you guys used to hang out like
1: quite a lot yeah and like yeah that's right Thank, um thanks for mentioning me. yeah he's a a huge 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 influence in my development like speak, hmm. you know he was he was the guy that sort of like put down everything on paper and goes if you want to learn popping dre there's like 30 different styles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, is, this is all the different styles and he put them in different categories. You know, he, oh, wow. he made me see like, um, he made me see like the broader picture yeah. of what popping and boogaloo is all about. And mm-hmm. um, we kind of learned it, learned uh, popping together. Obviously, he's very cool. And he's great at the same time. I um, oh, so um, you say that like again, I, just I, cut I, out a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a very uh, uh, like in terms of foundation and technicality and creativity. Mm. Um, he, he, he was the guy, like he had a photographic memory. He remembered everything he knew how to do. Yeah. He knew how to break down moves and uh, reverse engineered every move and <laughs> done it a different way, you know? Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he was a big influence. And another guy I would mention back then that actually influenced nomadic funk is a, Guy named Future, who came from uh, New Zealand. Yeah. Um, when he came, when I actually, sorry, I, I first saw him in Sydney first. Mm. And his, he, his popping style was complete, mm. very complete. Like at that time, people were still just doing um, waves and glides. Mm. Um, whereas this guy had the electric boogaloo style down. Mm. Um, so he was a direct student of Sugar Pop. Um, mm. And he came down to Melbourne once and he done a workshop with us um, and explained things in detail. And um, that was a game changer for me. And mm-hmm. um, it made me want to meet his teacher, who is a Sugar Pup, who is a, a, um, a member of the Electric Boogaloos. Um And we finally um, flew him down here to Australia. And he's also a big game changer, which changed everything, the way I look at popping. Um, How did yeah. it change the way you look at popping? Um, that everything has to be done funky. There's a big yeah. difference being uh, cheesy and mm. being funky. So he sort of like, I was, he sort of explained that to me. He was really, he sort of gave, gave us tough love, sort of like, you know, um, someone like him, he doesn't put any, any like icing on the cake, you know? Um, I mean, he doesn't like, um, he, he told us what, what raw funk is, you know? So um, mm. it made me change the way I look at things. Before that, I used to think, say someone like Salah used to be like one of the best Papa in the world because he done amazing things. Um, but after, if you, if you dissect someone like that, um, there's a difference between being cheesy and performance being true to the funk. So that's what I try to do. Like when I dance now, I try to be hundred percent funky from start to finish. Mm. You, yeah. As as Bruce, Bruce Lee said, I can show you um I can be cocky and show you different tricks here and there, but it's very hard to be uh very honest. And uh, express yourself um, with honesty. So um, Even I, I'm not at that stage, I, I wouldn't say myself at that stage, but that's what I try to emulate mm. when, I, when I dance. And my mindset is I'm trying to do, um trying to be from start to finish um, when I do like a, a set, you know, uh, or when I get out and dance.
0: And for like, for people that are, I guess, tuning in that maybe, yeah like a new you know street dance or not really familiar with it I mean like how would you categorize like i don't know how do you define like what being like what being funky is or like you know yeah like I guess you know when you talk about like being true to the funk like what's that mean to you, you know, like with dancing See,
1: when you first start when you first start like when you first start looking at a lot of stuff on YouTube or different dances here and there, just looking at the wow factor and you're you know, you're trying to emulate different dancers here and there, people who inspire you. Um, And hence people, you know, people like to practice in dance studios and stuff. Um, um, One, uh, I guess for me, it's being funky. um, You know, I had to look at a lot of other dances too. Um, A good, um, a good guide, I guess, is to look at um, a lot of, the good, the very good B-boys and Mm. the B-boys, the original B-boys were the OGs, you know, Mm. um, if you look at how the B-boys come out, it's like, you know, they come out with a top rock and they're slow. They show their flavor first, you know, um, they come out with an attitude, um, to the music, to the funk. And, um, then they might do a drop and do some kind of footwork, Mm. um, um, hitting, hitting those beats, hitting those, um, accents and, ending it strong and finishing with like with a freeze or something. Mm. That's like, if you see those good B-boys, like say, for example, uh, Ken Swift would be a good example. You know, he doesn't do anything spectacular, Mm. but when he comes out from start to finish, it looks pure. It looks funky. It looks powerful. Um, Like that's what I call like uh, soul power. You know, that's, Mm. that's what I try to emulate. Um, And that's my mindset when I go out. Whereas, like, say, if you're a beginner dancer, you're trying to, like, uh, you're trying to do your wave or you're trying to do your glides. You're trying to do, like, other, like, tricky stuff, you know, because Mm. you're just trying to put out everything that you got in the bag, you know, all your vocab all at once. Mm -hmm. Like, um, if you don't have to do that, you let the music guide you. Um, You should trust on the vocab that you already have and Mm. it will come out in the music. It will come out um, when you actually, like, feeling the music, this vocab will come out. Um, um, that's why it's important to study the culture and the music where it comes from um, instead of just what, looking at movements. Um, and, um, and in comps, if you look at a lot of comps and battles, people are looking at how they freak the beat or the interpretation of musicality is like, oh, how do they freak the beat, you know, like they're moving upset or something in the beat, but they forgot about the groove, the rhythm, and um and how you get to like um uh I guess if you listen to like funk like really like funk music, say for example, uh like I'll I'll make the, like Jamaica funk or something, you know? Mm. It's it's a funk track that goes for like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes, ten minutes. Um, that's um, that's that's a challenge that I wanna do. I wanna be able to dance to like a whole funk track for like nine, ten minutes and be able to pace myself. And feel funky all the way through, mm. um, and those songs has like has a build up. It has a bridge. It has everything, you know. I and mean, it's telling a story. So when you dance, you're kind of like telling a story, and your vocab and your move will come out um, instead of you trying to think about oh, I've already done that move. I have to do this move. Or you're trying you're trying to think too hard mm. about what you're trying to do with that song. Or or I'm battling this guy. He just done that move, so I'm gonna do that move. You. So people get caught up in thinking about the move um, instead of just letting it come out um, for itself. So, um, yeah. Just a, uh, just yeah, a, a pure framework for me, I guess, just to recap, is um, the, the B-boys um, I, uh, I see as the B-boys, like they, they can narrate that quite perfectly um, mm. um, when they listen to like a, a funk track, you know, like the good B-boys. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, uh, kind
2: of,
0: yeah, it's kind of funny when you say that like i feel like it's, it's kind of like life kind of like trying to be present and uh and rather than getting stuck in your head about you know about things that's kind of like yeah just um i don't know do, do you feel that like might be a bit of a tangent but yeah like i guess how like has dance like influence like do you feel dance has influenced like the way you approach life differently or or um well not really or you think it's just it's just like just, i
1: feel like it's kind end. of in built already in our dna and how we approach things um yeah. because when people learn dance it's it, it's everything right it's like uh when you learn you're learning uh uh your cognitive skills you're learning a set of moves um yeah. combination of everything and the way you approach life, you kind of the same, I guess, you know, but I think the the key thing for me is, um, uh, your dancing spirit, you know, that's like something no one can take away from you. You know, like, um, mm. uh, when you feel one with something and it's your, uh, it's your dancing spirit, you know, like, I guess all dancers are kind of emotional in sense or another, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and, Yeah, I guess we uh, approach life like that as well. Um, um, I want to be as rational and logical as I can in manoeuvring my life. Mm. But no matter what, your emotions also come into play and that's just a part of life. And that's the way I see see dance as well and music. Uh, It's just an outlet uh, where you can express your creativity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And um I don't know, like see and and you've spoken about funk, like is that usually the like the only music you dance to or is it like, yeah, what other do you have any favorite artists or songs? Yeah, like what influences you musically?
1: Um uh, obviously growing up, uh probably we're probably from the same era. Um Mm. obviously MJ and growing up in the nineties, you know, all the different hip hop and probably the, the birth of hype, uh, house house music as well in the 90s. Mm. Like, 80s, you know? So um, I used to go to a lot of um, kind of like dubstep, garage. Oh, wow. Kinda, like, you know, before, before yeah. I, I kind of knew about funk, you know? Um, yeah, that was, yeah. That was what's going on in Sydney, I guess, in the clubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, ma- mainly, I think growing up, you know, my mum used to put, like, a lot of, like, Stevie and Lionel Richie back in the mid-80s, yeah. you know, on the, yeah. On the radio. Um, yeah. I guess, basically, growing up, you, you look for that, you know, you look for that, for for those good music. Well, um, all the hits, you know, from the 80s and 90s, um, even um, uh, 90s, I guess, you know, a lot of the the start of hip-hop, like De la Soul and Arrested Development, and things like that. And then, you know, you, cause I was born in this era, oh, I, was, I grew up in that era. That's, mm. that's all we saw. And there was no YouTube back then. So we were looking at, um, yeah, like, like rage and <laughs> the video <laughs> hits and stuff. And yeah, then you yeah. might, you might take the one, like the one concert on TV, you know, the, the yeah. 95 MJ special, whatever, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. and then, um, just before the birth of uh YouTube uh started collecting like uh started to do like a lot of research going back to like what like funk music and soul music is, you know? Yeah. Um you start going back and I thought, okay, if I'm gonna be a pop, I should listen to more funk, right? I
0: guess yeah. I remember the- you going over to your place one time with Albie and then you were living somewhere in Melbourne, and then you said, "Oh, you should listen to this internet radio station called We Funk."
1: Yeah, that's right. This <laughs> <laughs> is all good funky music. Um, yeah. To, to discover, and then and then you start to identify that that's that's the kind of music that I like. So, at the moment, I love my seventies, like big band funk, or like your Booty Collins, mm. uh, George Clinton, you know the. Big inspiration like Parliament Funkadelic, you know. Without them, there'll be no hip hop. Um, yeah, your James Brown.
0: Would you say that's your number one? Parliament Funkadelic, and George Clinton.
1: Uh, yeah. Like yeah. um, there's, there's, there's heaps also Ohio higher players. players. Uh, yeah. All all the seventies like big band kind of funk. Mm. Um, that's what I like because in the eighties when I got exposed to funk or eighties funk, it's more like disco kind of funk. Mm. Um. And it can lead to like, because back then we you didn't know any better. So you go, Oh, this is cool. It can get a little cheesy, those eighties kind of funk, you know, it, it started to become a bit more, cr- uh, cringy funk, you know,
2: Hence <laughs> yeah. it, it started
1: to become commercial as well. Yeah. Whereas if you discover all the rare seventies funk, it's all just, um, it's amazing. There's like, I, like I mentioned, those tracks are like 10 minute long. Yeah. Um, uh, you're kind of like even Prince or the times or, mm, yeah. or, or they're, they're still unbelievable to these days, you know, those, those tracks. Um, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm still discovering them actually. I'm still researching, so I'm not done yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, um, Dre also has a, a page on Facebook for his love of funk. What's it called, Dre?
1: Uh, it's just called circle of funk.
0: Circle um, of funk. And do you want to, yeah, and what do you what do you post on on Circle of Funk? Uh,
1: I'm just trying to. Um, Circle of Funk is just uh, trying to embody what the true spirit of funk is, I guess you know. Um, and as I said, funk can be interpreted in many, many, many different ways. Um, and it's the word funk has been used in many, many different ways, and it's been, um, I guess. Uh, in the mainstream as well so the interpretation is open to a lot of people but i'm just trying to pinpoint where it came from what it really is um, and what it really means to me and um, people who dedicate themselves uh, um, to funk music um so that's what the page is dedicated for so anything related to do with um funky music or funk dancing um and i'm trying to weed out the cheese from the funk uh, all yeah. the cheesiness and the cringiness from the real funk so just to to give people a sense of direction on um where it came from and what it embodies and what it really is so um it's sort of like a hobby page at the moment um or an, an interest page um or a fan page i guess where people yeah. can have a look
0: yeah it's great and like you know you put soul Train stuff on there sometimes as well that you a little bit, oh, no. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff. Um, yeah, it's just for for people um, who sort of like starting to get interest, or uh, uh, they they want to um, start from somewhere. You know, um, it's just to capture all those moments um, and what and I guess all those different eras. Um, you know, like like us. You know, when we when we dance, we, we probably try to capture the '90s and early 2000s. So when when we dance, when I see you dance, it's like um, 20, 30 years of um, uh, dance and music history. Um, That's what you embody, you know. It's all the things that you have uh, uh, perceived and looked at and and you're able to express that through your dance. And um, yeah
0: yeah it's funny like that with dance, I feel you know like I think what you kind of say is right it's like you know as we have these like bodies as creative instruments, and it's like what we see and hear we digest in our bodies, and then somehow you know when we dance, it kind of just this stuff comes out that's kind of like what we what mm. we ingest, you know, and it's why like it's really cool to hear. I know, like, I see it and, like, uh, I see it and I hear it, like, when, you know, when I, like, I've seen you dance so many times and it's really, you know, it's, it's nice to kind of, like, yeah, like, yeah, just, hit, like, I guess, you know, I guess be reminded, I guess, of, like, what, where, you know, what your influences have been and, and how that's kind of manifested in your dance physically,
1: you know. That's right, yeah, and I was about to say, um, uh, Obviously, there's like a lot of influence as well from the pioneers and the originals. Um, throughout the years, I've had the privilege and the opportunity to bring out some of the orig- originals um, and the creators of the dance to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, people at like, uh, I already mentioned Sugar Pop, Pop and Pete, Greg um mm-hmm. a lot of the, obviously, the Elite Force guys as well, like Buddha Stretch and... Um, Brooklyn, Terry, and people like that influence as well, you know, from spending time and speaking with them, um, each one of them, um, you know, you can't rely on just one source. Um, if they start to tell you the same thing, you start to connect all the dots. Um, yeah. You start to know, oh, this is what they embody in the dance. Um, yeah. So that's what, that's what I tried to do as well, because um, uh, it, it did, uh, this dance did come from, um, uh, African Latin um American culture. Uh, as they say they 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 have uh uh taught the culture and dance to the rest of the world. Um, and um you know you can interpret it or do it as however you want, but mm-hmm. um I try to pay my dues on by um uh on 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 trying to embody all of what they have taught me. So mm. um, so when I dance, it's like it's also part of my teaching and mindset on how how I approach things. Yeah. Um, and and we keep growing and evolving as well in like what we see because I wasn't born with it. You know, I wasn't born. In, it wasn't born in my culture. I had to study this. I had to like research mm. all these things. As as like like yourself as well. You know
0: yeah it's like it's really also i think it's been great to see like i think the you know for for those of you like listening in like dre's been i think is one of the yeah like um like i think has like one of the biggest knowledges and like of you know and like we want to be the biggest i guess pioneers of like boogaloo and popping in us like in australia i'd say like like one of the like one of you know like you know i think you know you i remember in was the early 2000s there, there was a big competition in melbourne you know montanassar and and you took that out like that was like you know and even though it's just a competition i think it's you've always been i think inspiring other people and you've been really um yeah like like you've been talking about really interested in like boogaloo and popping and funk you know and you know and the gogo brothers and like you know and, like looking at you all these things. And it's been really nice, I think, and to have you in the scene, you know, and I think a lot of people have been really lucky. And I think sometimes, you know, it's, I, um, yeah, unfortunate maybe that you don't, you know, get to you know, go around as much as you should be able to, you know, and pass mm. on like that knowledge that you have, you know, because you have a wealth of knowledge, you know, and uh, around, you know, funk styles and popping and boogaloo and you can see it like when you dance, you know, and I think, yeah, it's been really great to have that, you know, in Australia and, you know, Melbourne's really lucky to have you.
1: Uh thank you, man. Thank you for saying that. But to be honest, um I've been so um out of the community for so long now. <laughs> and as you said, I don't I haven't had the opportunity to like really share it, um or had the stage or had the opportunity to um really share it. Like what I try to do now, I try to um just try to simplify and put things into perspective. For people to, in order to spread it because there is um, a lot of, uh, I guess, with street dancing, a lot of controversy and different elements influencing different things. I, I'm just trying to simplify it in a nutshell where I can communicate it to um, um, the mainstream now. Um, so hence, I'm just trying to relate it back to funk and what the history is because The history remains the same. It's never going to change, and I'm just trying to uh, stay stay true to what it is, you know. um, Because if not, there's there's no one doing it. Because uh, one of, as I said, one of my greatest influences, Sugar Pop, he didn't just uh, he was he wasn't just a game changer just in Dan. He was a game changer in the way I feel like I approach it. Because he he's like one of the strongest advocates of of this, and he'll give you like tough love as well, mm. how he approach it, but he is the only one that doesn't sugarcoat anything. And this thing as it is, um, he can, he can do that because he's one of the original. Um, I feel like I can't fully really do that. Um, I just got to be at least a little nicer to people. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think just being able to translate, um, just trying to represent and translate what I do in its pure form, and um, trying to do it justice. Because as a dancer, especially now, um, you can say whatever. You can say I don't this style, I don't that style, I don't that style. Uh, I can do, I can do contemporary jazz, ballet, funk, hip hop. Um, I can do all those things. But, um, but, are you doing each of those style any justice or not? Are you um, doing it in its pure form or not uh, or are you just uh teaching it because it's just what the industry and what the commercial industry is is doing at the moment mm-hmm. um so yeah just um just trying to be true to the game i guess uh, as they say
0: just um possible. yeah <laughs> look i yeah i guess i hear all, you know yeah i hear all of that and i think you know yeah you know, and I, and I hear about you know what you're saying around Sugar Pop as well, and I think you know that you you know, you guys are just two different people with two different approaches to to passing things on, I guess. You know, and I understand that Sugar Pop has, you know, uh, comes from, uh, you know, has a lot more notoriety and.
1: That's right. He can, you know, he's allowed to words. have a. That's right. He's he's allowed to have a, like a strong opinion because of who he is and where he comes from, whereas. Uh, people like ourselves were like um, we've, we have to learn all this you know um.
0: yeah I think it also comes down to I mean I guess you know like personally I also think that's also part of his character you know and mm-hmm. that like you know like maybe I don't know like maybe you know the way maybe Sugar Pop says something would be different too, when Mr Wiggles says like talks about the same right thing, you know I guess come, yeah, but I was just gonna say like um, before we kind of like finish off as well. Do you want to say a little? I was just interested about um, yeah about that. I was just because I was just talking when I talked said about talked about Montanassa. I was just, can you remember that event and like and what that was like for you and like and and yeah, I don't know. Just it was just like I think it was it was a quite a fun fun event in terms of there hadn't been much stuff big competitions before then and it was it was really nice to see you like the way you danced you know on that event and i don't know i imagine make you know that
1: it might have been a memorable time for you as well yeah um yeah it was very memorable actually because we got a lot of people from sydney coming down um what year was uh, it? it would have been 2009 eight yeah. yeah. Know, yeah. something around somewhere yeah. around there yeah yeah <laughs> Eight or nine, maybe even ten. I don't know. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I remember a lot of people from Sydney came down. Um, and was it all styles? What what was it? it, I can't remember. It was it had a popping and breaking. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what else that first one, yeah. But yeah, it was at the uh crown casino, so we had a like a nice big stage and we got everyone. That came we had a, a a quite an audience as well. Um uh thanks to uh MMA, Melbourne Music Academy at the time, uh, uh Ruben for putting up the event. Um like he had a full production, um like a camera team and a host and a big stage. Um so hence we're like we're all dressed up as well for the occasion. <laughs> um everybody had their own thing. Um uh to be honest, I remember the the comp, and to be honest, uh, when I went against Albi, yeah, I thought he got that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was going through, um, because was that the, um, was that
0: in the semis was it or was that in the prelims?
1: Yeah, um, because I I really I really enjoy Albi's stance. Yeah. I felt like he was a lot smoother than me. Um, uh, I mean, he had his bottle of uh, wild turkey, you know, uh, he let loose a little bit. He was, he was very smooth. That's why maybe he was smooth because he, he, he was I'll <laughs> be the alcoholic, right? <laughs> and and, um, and I think my approach was just, I, I, was, I was, my approach was like fire. I was like going for it, you know. Yeah. And that's what you want in a battle at the end of the day. Mm. You want that fire. I might not even have that fire anymore, like going into a battle um uh that's why i, I really enjoyed um uh Albi's round actually that was um that was one round that i really enjoyed um he was he was real funky so if you saw his round i remember i think you done a recording of it you done really a recording of the battles did i and then you and then you gave the video clips to me did i <laughs> Okay. It, it was. I don't know where they are then.
0: Like, yeah, that's really weird. It yeah. was
1: you and I. I still have them, and it was a round between me and Albi, and I and I still watch it, and I'm like, man, Albi so smooth, man, oh, it's wow, so funky. Cool. Um,
0: <laughs> I have to dig those out.
1: And then, um, yeah, and then. Uh, the other rounds, I think I went against Lenny. I don't know how I got past him. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, like, uh, to be honest, I can't fully remember the battles. Um, but I think it's the mindset and your approach um, on, on the day, I guess. you know, I've been in a lot of comps and I've lost a lot of comps as well. Yeah. Because um, I remember the outfit that I wore was, like, really fly. I had this suit, hat <laughs> on. I had the walking stick. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, it's like a Zoot suit, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of. It's yeah. kind of. I kind of put it together like that, um, yeah. and I just felt it. Just felt right, you know. When you wear, when you wear the right outfit, and um, and also they really had a very good DJ on the yeah. day too. DJ Jumps. Um, <laughs> uh, he, because he just played like pure record, like live on the day. So it yeah. sounded so good. He just played all the classics and stuff. So um, the music was really good too. So. Um, that's that's an important element because these days when you have battles you don't know people are just doing different mixes of different things um it's not even they're not even using like actual records anymore like jumps got nothing else but just all the actual original record um or original music on the day um yeah so yeah awesome
2: Um,
0: maybe just the very last thing because i just always I think I got into the GoGo Brothers after you. I think you you told me about the GoGo Brothers. I just wondered how they've inspired you as well. Uh,
1: they inspired me greatly. The um, first time I heard about them was when I went to Lama Rock, um House, mm. and he showed me the DVD, mm. um, the GoGo Brothers DVD, um, and yeah, from the way they dress, the way they move. Um, I just thought everything was pure. And that's what I look for. I look for like purity in the dam. There was no cheesiness. You know, everything was just funk and soul. Hence, their dad is um, Tony Gogo, one of the original lockers. Um, and I think their mom, Yumi, is a music teacher. Mm. Um, and um, I eventually met them as well when I went to Japan.
2: Oh wow! Um,
1: and they were very, very nice um, people. They they were quite welcoming, and we just had a casual drink with them. I, I had a casual drink with them, so I spent a bit of time. So um, it's it's very um it's very inspiring when you meet um, the people that you look up to, and they they're open and welcoming, and um, they they became your friends as well. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. The the way. Uh, the way they move, their, their style really uh, influenced me. Like, if I say in locking, the the three people, the three biggest locking influence for me, yeah, is the Gagger Brothers, yeah, Greg Campbell and Sugar Pop.
2: Oh wow, they're
1: the three biggest influence. Yeah. Um, cool. um popping obviously Electric Boogaloo's and Gagger Brothers, but obviously like there's a point where. Um, you know you're inspired by someone and you're emulating their move there's a point where you're like you have to go um you have to do to do your own thing you can't you can't just like copy and emulate someone else you know yeah yeah, um, so it's good to have all this inspiration, but um it's good to study them but then you, know, you gotta uh, put in your own uh creativity into it you know yeah um, so yeah they've inspired me a lot um over the years. Hence, like, I feel like if you see my, uh, Instagram now, um, oh. I go by the name of, uh, funky Tai Chi. Yeah. Right. Uh, funky Tai Chi for me, the concept of funky Tai Chi is a relationship between, uh, Asian culture mm. and, and black culture.
2: Oh, cool. Hence,
1: it's funky yeah. Tai Chi. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you look at the b-boys, um, uh, before they before they even started b-boying, they all got influenced by like kung fu movies. Yeah, you know. Um, and then as a kid, I was watching like a lot of kung fu, a lot of like Jackie Chan and stuff. You know, like I'm <laughs> trying to think like I'm Jackie Chan and stuff. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then growing up, I wanted to be Michael Jackson. You know.
2: Um,
1: yeah. so if you look at the influence between Asian and black culture, it's a uh, um, there's something there you know um uh like if you see like a lot of the good dancers now, a lot of good dancers are like Asian you know when um mm. Asia adopted like street dancing it it took it to uh, another level, another ball game mm. because I feel like um maybe i don 't know martial arts or kung fu or some kind of like all these movements it's built you know asian DNA. yeah um and and uh Black African American culture came, like, you know, obviously African culture is from like drumming and African Black American culture is from like punk and soul music. Yeah. Um, so hence it's a relationship between two, two of them, you know, if you see uh, the old Bruce Lee movie, Into the Dragon. Yeah. You see, uh, his his the, the uh, Black Belt Jones. The black Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jabbard, was it? <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, back at that time. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. That. That's. That's my concept of funky Tai Chi. You know. Um, yeah. Like, black and Asian culture appreciating each other's culture and trying to emulate each other's culture and like, um, making it into something else. You know. Um. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah.
0: cool. Monkey Tai Chi. I was, and it's good to know the story behind that. Yeah, because I, I think I, I saw you know, the name change once, and then I was like, I just, yeah, it wasn't really, I didn't understand it, but yeah, thanks for the yeah. the breakdown. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that's my concept, basically. Oh. A, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, that's my daughter just waking up. That's uh, my daughter coming up soon to Noir's Man. No. Hey, Rafi. This is Dre, Rafi. Can you say how Hi. Hi, Rafi. Hello. Hello. Mikey, wakey. A bit grumpy. Yes, yeah, just waking up, <laughs> but them yeah. <same> with Mila. <laughs> I think we just. I think, uh, <laughs> think Mila's having her nap now. <laughs> oh, oh I'll see what they're doing. <laughs> oh, are, are we? Are, are we still in the, uh,
0: yeah. in the interview? Oh, oh <laughs> well we are, we can just. Um, maybe I'll just. We'll stop it here, and then we can we can keep chatting. But um, it's been great having you on Everyday Dancers. So um yeah, thanks for passing on all your knowledge and um yeah and having a yeah and sharing uh sharing your time with us and uh, and all these wonderful stories.
1: Thank you for having me, man. Um, it's good to have the platform to do it. Um, yeah, uh, much appreciated. Um, uh, I guess for the next episode. Sounds great.
2: All right, mate. Thanks. <laughs> okay.